and welcome to Ladies and Jerks, a podcast discussing the Harley Quinn cartoon episode by episode. I am Penny Vavridis, and when I'm not recording this podcast, I run a feminist fitness podcast called Strong Habits. And I am Becca, and apparently now I am a podcaster, because this is podcast number two. Podcast number two. Basically an expert. Basically an expert. In this episode, we are discussing season one, episode two, A High Bar. This is the one where Harley makes an effort to impress the Legion of Doom. This episode was written by Jane Becker and directed by Matt Garofello, Ben Jones and Frank Marino. Good good name pronouncing, Pen. Thanks very much. I tried my best. I don't know if any of that was right. So if you guys are listening and I got it wrong, soz. Yeah. Soz. So, in this episode, we start in the canteen of the Legion of Doom and Scarecrow and Bane are just gossiping really about how Harley (laughs) dumped Joker and Bane is kind of talking about something else but Scarecrow really wants to get his gossip on and then Joker walks in Mm. and he is just kind of a dickhead from the get-go. That's kind of his default setting isn't it though really? Default setting yeah dickhead. Um, And he's pouring an infinite amount of sugar into his coffee while Scarecrow comments on how Harley broke up with him and he's real pissed off that that's what people are talking about. Yeah, it's really confusing though because he kind of doesn't deny it right away. He's like, "Um, is that what everyone's talking about? Well, you know, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine because obviously Scarecrow's like, you know, you're alright mate, you've been dumped, like... And he's like, yeah, and, and I wish her well, which is obviously a lie because he doesn't. Um, but then he denies it literally 10 seconds later. Um, and you're sort of like, well, okay, so you admitted it and then you denied it once you realised that everyone was actually like, oh, Harley Quinn's kind of cool. Can't be having that. Must make her look stupid. Uh-oh. Male ego alert. So I thought that was quite funny that he admitted it in the beginning and then was like, oh wait, no, I can't admit it, because that would mean being sensitive. Yeah, which is kind of the theme of the episode. Joker not wanting anyone to know that Harley broke up with him, and then also not wanting anyone to know that he cares, and then just generally being a dickhead. Yes, because the first thing he does after that is go straight onto TV and blow someone up, because he doesn't want anyone to know that uh, he's, uh, he's been dumped. And the person he chose to blow up was, I take, I, I'm assuming it was a presenter that Harley really liked and spoke about a lot. So we're now in Ivy's apartment and her and Harley are getting ready to watch some TV show where some guy is turning Christmas dinner into a nativity scene. It's Howie Mandel, who's quite a well-known presenter in America. Great, thanks. Yeah. You're really good with the random facts about real people. I sure am. That's a real skill. (laughs) So I didn't know who that was, so thanks very much. Um, (laughs) So then they're very excited about watching the show, and then suddenly Joker's there, and Ivy's like, fuck's sake, we were just about to have a really nice time. And then Joker just wants everyone watching to know his version of events, where he was the one that dumped... Pause. Sorry, there was just a weird pause there. My cat decided he wanted to play fetch with a random piece of plastic. But we are watching (laughs) 
TV and Joker is there and he's blowing up this very famous presenter, mm-hmm. ruining Harley's happy time, telling the world that he broke up with her and that she was insignificant and everything was a lie and everyone should know that he is the most important person ever in the world and Harley is a nothing because he is a man that doesn't feel anything for her whatsoever. Yeah. Etc. He's such an ass face. He is an ass face. <laughs> Holly is mortified and smashes Ivy's television. Yes, with her new bat, she's decorated it. Um, now it's got the Harley Quinn colours on it because before it was just a plain baseball bat and now she's, she's actually made it her own and decorated it, which I thoroughly appreciated. Yeah, I enjoy that. She did some good pimping of her new toy. Yeah. And I really enjoyed the line of, um, uh, that's her good TV. or she's, That's not her good TV because Harley obviously apparently smashes quite a lot of objects, I'm guessing. Yeah, I think she keeps breaking things, and then Ivy reveals that this is why the good TV does not come out, and Frank is like, hold on a second. Frank, if you remember, is the plant that looks like he could have been in Little Shop of Horrors. He's like, where's the good TV? Why are you holding out on me? Yeah. And Ivy just ignores him. Love Frank. And then Harley also smashes Ivy's phone because she looks at... (laughs) A notification that the presenter is in fact dead and he has been blown up and she smashes it in half which is very impressive she flings it in the air and she hits it with her bat and it splits in half yeah it's glorious excellent baseball batting skills she should just join a baseball team like really that would get her some respect that's from the true. boys that's true because that's all she really wants in this episode she just wants the boys to respect her and for everyone to know that she is her own person outside of the Joker. Mm-hmm. And that is where the, the story takes us. Yeah. So, can we rewind a little bit and talk about some of these first things that we've gone over? Yeah, go on. Cool. So I wanted to... The very, very beginning of um, Bane and Scarecrow having a chat and gossiping. First of all, um, Bane's mug says, Caffeine is my reckoning, which makes me really, really happy because it's hilarious. <laughs> Um, and he also says he wants to break the Batman, which he actually does, because in Dark Knight Rises he talks all about how he will break Batman, and then he has to stay broken until he destroys Gotham, and then he can die. So there's some Dark Knight Rises things. I really like Bane as a supervillain. When Bane first spoke, Becca burst out laughing quite loudly. Yeah, I, that was a happy I, moment for I you. I was really excited. Like, I'm not saying that Bane is cool or great. I just really enjoy Bane. I don't know why. <laughs> I just... All of the elements are there. The, the the great lines, the absolutely ridiculous voice, and... I don't know. He's just he's just a good, a good villain. He is very funny. And later on we get another Dark Knight reference when they're at the party. Oh yeah, should we save that one for later? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the, the next bit I think is where we talk about, um, uh, the fact that Harley then says, okay, well, we're going to crash a party that, um, Joker's at and, um, we, we really, really want to go to this party so that we can like show up Joker and I can show how cool I am and the Legion of Doom boys will all be like, wow, look at Harley, she's doing great. Um, and I really, really liked that, um, both Frank and Harley are like, Ivy, you should go and take your love potion. And then Ivy explains the potion. I can't remember what exactly it does. Can you remember? 
So the potion is made out of her pheromones and it makes men fall in love with her and then kills them by turning them into trees. Yeah, and I like that they're both like, yeah, I love potions. So their, <laughs> their concept of love is violence. Yeah, absolutely, which I think is how Harley ended up in a relationship with such an abusive man for yeah. so long. Yeah, it's it's really, like, that's the thing. I had a big epiphany halfway through watching the episode and wrote loads of notes and then had to rewrite them because they were all over all of my other notes. <laughs> but it's about it's about violence and it's more relevant later, but I have you have that to look forward to. Aren't you guys lucky? Oh, I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> um, yeah, I think there is going to be a lot of that going forwards, but I'll... I've already watched it and Becca hasn't watched it, so I'll stop talking. Um, and let's go, <laughs> let's go to the party. So this yeah. scene is is really fucking cool. <laughs> There's like disco music and Harley yeah. has a feather boa on and she's got sunglasses and she's holding a tiger and her tiger roars and then she roars and oh, yeah. there's like this split scene with the tiger yeah. and the tiger and Harley and I just thought it was cool. Yeah, you get triple tiger and then a Harley roar and then you get her pouring the champagne all over her face while she's drinking it. <laughs> it's just a bottle and it... Oh, it's great. It was really great. And then the... The punchline to this fabulous entrance is that it's a children's party and they are at a bat bar mitzvah and she's being too much. <laughs> yeah, for um, Penguin's nephew, Joshua. <laughs> yes. So, so she takes her feather boa off and gives the tiger to the doorman and takes her sunglasses off and Ivy's like, did you know we were coming to a children's party? Um, which the answer to which was no, because she was just so focused on upsetting and upstaging Joker that it didn't really matter where she was to do it. And the fucker wasn't even at the party. She went there and all his mates are there and he's not even there to see how cool she is. Mm -hmm. And then uh, and then we get more Bane, more Bane chat, because <laughs> Bane immediately calls Joker, who's rebuilding his lair after Harley destroyed it in the last episode, you know, just as a, as a refresher for where we're at. Um, and he's having a big argument with the contractors about his trapdoor needing a permit for a trapdoor, which is hilarious. Um, really enjoyed that part. But he's, um, Bane, Bane's like, oh, Harley's looking pretty great. She's got a tiger. That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, which I think is actually what he says, isn't it? Yeah, which was, was we so we watched the episode twice and it was funny both times. And then Joker's <laughs> like, what the actual fuck? And leaves his contractors and comes to the party. But before he gets there... Oh, did you did mm. you have something else you wanted to say about Bane or is it in a minute? That um, We can talk about that in a minute. We can Because that happens in a minute when they're all sat at the table. But he does mention about HPV, which is a very odd comment to make the Joker makes. Yeah, so the Joker is trying to like slut shame Harley because Bane is like, she's so cool, she's doing so good. And then Bane does not take slut shame in and she, he's like well yeah most sexually active adults do also have hvp that's not that strange and does not take the bait which i appreciated yeah bane's actually fairly unbothered he's just like well, but she's doing pretty cool so like what i i i also really like bane <laughs> I, I feel like he's not really a bad guy either He's just kind of misunderstood and he likes blowing stuff up and he's just got some really shit friends. Yeah, I mean, don't we all like blowing stuff up <laughs> and have shit friends? 
job of, of not blowing not, stuff up not blowing stuff up <laughs> or having any shit friends oh that's the one you were gonna go with okay yeah. <laughs> that's fine <laughs> i haven't tried blowing anything up for a while you know this is a bit, <laughs> this, of a, is getting a bit. <laughs> this is a bit of a tangent but i remember one day in science class when we were back at school once upon a time in a land far far away and we were making a fire extinguisher and i thought to myself i wonder what happens if i stick my thumb in the end of the tube and shake it do you want to know what happens? Yes. It explodes. Great fact. The, so the beaker exploded, the fire extinguisher came out, I ended up with fire extinguisher in my eye and had to go to the hospital and got the rest of the day off school. So lesson learned, uh, how to get a day off of school when, you don't, <laughs> when you're fed up and you're like, I want to leave, what should I do? Put fire extinguisher in your eye. Yeah, God, I got hurt in science class all the time. So maybe actually me and Bane probably would have had a great time blowing stuff up. Oh yeah, you guys would have had the best time. <laughs> <laughs> so then Harley saunters over to the Legion of Deep Doom's table and leaves Ivy by herself after Ivy's specifically been like, please don't leave me so weird losers can talk to me. Oh no, are we talking about are we loser now or in a minute? Both times, I guess. But there's many times. There's many times. Yeah. So enter Kite Man, who comes to <laughs> try and chat Ivy up, and <laughs> his opening line is whispering into her ear kite man and then going oh oh did somebody just hear the wind and she's like you're on your own and it's the worst he is the worst and he's trying really hard and gross yeah i mean my only note on kite man that i wrote a total of nine times by the way (laughs) is kite man is cunt man (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's great that's my only observation although he um i didn't know until i looked up a minute ago he actually existed since the 1960s and is a dumb dumb superhero and is notoriously dumb throughout the dc universe forever and ever so it's not just an incarnation that's mean <laughs> about him he is actually that dumb all of the time in every series i just i just don't get it no lame so my my only note about kite man was that he is so gross because he is being very too much very too much solid english but too much yeah so then let's go should we go to the table yes so harley sits down and she's got all these little zingers for all the dudes and um again makes fun of bane and the other two she like makes she's she calls them something like i think because she says hey scarecrow and then she says hey two-face hey other half of two-face and they're all like he 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 isn't hardly funny and then she says something mean about bane and i can't remember exactly what it was she went high bane and then squeezed her pecs and pulled her thumb her fists towards each other to signify being big and yeah and then bane was kind of like oh hi like he wasn't he didn't find that as funny he was just a bit like oh okay but then she's chatting away with them and they're having a great time and they're being really nice to her and they're like wow harley's funny um flashback to when um joker's goons told him that harley was funnier than him and he shot them in the last episode yes yes so they're not allowed to think that harley's funny but she is and she's actually also very sociable and all the guys like her but then what happens mr dickhead shows up mr dickhead shows up and they all stop laughing and then they do what scared little boys do when someone intimidating walks in and they pretend that they're not they're not doing the thing that you don't want them to do which in this case is talking to harley and they pretend like they don't like her and they just do what he says because they're all really afraid of him which is surprising really because bane is a giant very strong man who 
could snap Joker, but he still does what he says. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's like um, that classic bully setup of you have the actual bully, and then you have like the protection for the bully, who's the big, not so bright person. Yeah, that's the textbook playground setup. Yeah, and it's very. It's just. It's a shame because we're clearly pro Bane. Yeah, in this podcast, <laughs> I like Bane. I think Bane's great, and I think also. Joker is terrible, and I feel like he's extra terrible in this episode. But maybe he was also extra terrible last episode, and just both times I feel really, like, disgusted to have to experience his presence. Yeah, they do that really well. Um, And he just, he ridicules Harley, and he says, look, who's trying to walk before they can crawl, and blah blah blah, and all this stuff, and basically then says, "Um, why don't you go to the crazy bitch table? Um, and they cast her out, essentially. Um, so then she joins the young teenage table, and there's a lot of finger-banging chat, <laughs> which is the next thing I have written on my notes, is finger-banging chat, question mark. <laughs> yeah, so she's on the f- best friend's table, and they're trying to figure out who she is, and if she knows the kid, and then one of the guys goes, you can only stay if you're the girl that... Joshua Fingerbang, Joshua's the kid whose party it is at camp, and she's like, if I just say yes, will you let me stay? And they're like, well... That's really sad. That's like... I don't know if this happened to you when you were a teenager, but like having to admit to having done things that you hadn't done or weren't ready to do just because you wanted to look cool? Is that a thing that happened to you? I went to Scouts, and I was the only girl in my troop, so this is probably where that terrible situation comes from. But... It was this thing where there was this pressure on you to have like, oh, have you snogged a boy yet? And you kind of were like, yeah, just so that no one will like keep being like, whoa, you haven't done anything. Whoa. Maybe that was just me. But that was what my adolescence was like, because I went to an all girls school. There wasn't any boys to snog. And also I didn't really want to at the time. I wasn't that interested. So piss off, like stop hassling me about stinky 15 year old boys that are all spotty and smelly. Yeah, I mean, boys are gross. I that was a long tangent about how I didn't like boys at 15 but <laughs> I mean that's fair neither did I <laughs> I um <laughs> different reasons I yeah, suppose I was, I was gonna say, <laughs> that policy hasn't changed so no still the same I yeah I mean I guess kids end up saying and rushing into all sorts of things to try and seem cool which is clearly what Joshua did when he told his friends about this thing yeah, because it's that that male ego of Joshua wanted to be cool, and then Harley willing to like almost like cop to it and be like, yeah, that yeah, he did that to me just to fit in somewhere. Because she's just so desperate to fit in. Because she just wants to sit at a table with some people, even though she has abandoned her best friend somewhere to Kite Man. To Kite Man, who I think returns now i think this is the moment where he returns again and he's still a dickhead cunt man (laughs) he's still yeah still cunt man yeah that is continuing um no she leaves although one note is that she leaves the table um by flossing away (laughs) which i I really enjoyed (laughs) and then she comes and tells kite man that he's stupid and that ivy does not want to date him and he's like oh do you think i'm stupid to ivy and then (laughs) ivy's line is I mean, don't you? <laughs> Which I thought was great. Yeah. So um, while she's telling... While, while Harley is telling Ivy that um, they have to like her, and she says, they don't have to like me, but they must respect me. And then um, 
the the creepy children start perving on Ivy. And um, my favourite bit is that she says, go away, fragile child, <laughs> to one of the teenage boys who has an inhaler. Yeah, Ivy's hilarious. And that's the bit where, in the background, the sign that says, happy bar mitzvah, Joshua, is spe- Joshua's spelt wrong in this scene. Yeah, it says, um, Josuha. Josuha. Which <laughs> um, <laughs> sounds hilarious. But the sign was spelt correctly at, when they burst into the party. But it was a mistake, I think. And then it's spelt correctly later and then incorrectly again. (laughs) So it's just, um, well, we don't really know what his real name is, eh, clearly. No, I mean, Joshua's a hard name to spell, so... Mm. Joshua. Joshua. (laughs) Um, That's his villain name. So then Harley's like, I'm going to go and rob the bank because they're holding the party in the Royal Mint. No, not the Royal Mint. The Gotham Mint. The Gotham Mint. They don't have royalty. Yeah, it's not royal. (laughs) It's just Gotham. So she's gone off to try and steal some money. She's left Ivy by herself. With fucking cunt man. With cunt man, who has stolen her poison pheromones and given them to the children. Why the fuck did he do this? He's like, hey, jokes, I just stole your liquid and gave it to these kids. And she's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why would you do that? Well, I mean, my my explanation was that was... Going back to 15-year-old Becca's life, stuck with the boys in the scout troop and no other girls in the scout troop, was that the boy who liked you the most would punch you the hardest. And they would take your things and they would just irritate the living shit out of you. And it meant that they liked you. And you're like, ooh, they fancy you. I saw them punch you. Or I saw them take your thing out your bag. And I'm like, do boys not have any boundaries ever for anything ever? Like, just stop touching my stuff and stop touching me. I mean, that I would have probably broken some children's faces if they did this to me. But I think boys knew not to, so I didn't have to deal with any of this nonsense. Because that is not okay. And any parents listening, you really need to teach your children to not be cunts. Yeah. Specifically your boys. Hand to yourself. Consent matters. And if you like someone, you should just tell them, don't hit them. This or, is, or take their things. Or take their or things. Or insult them. I mean, this is the foundation of a really abusive relationship, and... No wonder there's so many. <laughs> no wonder there's so many. Fuck. So, continuing. Yeah. So, this is this is Kite Man's desperate attempt. Now, well, the thing is, now she has to talk to him more. And he wants any attention, so obviously bad attention is still attention. It's like... I don't know. It's like when you reward attention-seeking behaviours. That's what she's doing by engaging with him at this point. But she has to because he poisoned the children and she doesn't want them to die. Because she's actually not really a villain. She's just kind of an environmental activist. Yeah, she's um, she's just a chaotic, neutral... Alright, well, I mean, I'll, I'm going to murder people because I don't really care. But also, you know, only when I have to. Yeah, I like that term, chaotic neutral. Mm. Um, There's a good chart. Have you not seen it? It's the the all the different cubes of personalities in in like universes of plots, basically. No, this is great. Maybe you should find the image, and maybe we should make an Instagram account just so you can post it when we post this episode. That's an excellent idea. I, I you heard it here first, folks. I mean, I have to watch more episodes to fill in all of the cubes because I only know like five characters. But yes, I agree. Okay, we can be this. <laughs> we'll fill in a new cube every episode. Perfect. <laughs> so now he's flying her home on his kite. 
over the city so she can get the antidote so the boys don't die. Well, yeah, because he... Oh, the bit where he's like, let me check with the weather, blah, blah, is it almost raining? And you're like, oh my god, what sort of lame villain are you that you can't go out when there's, like, no breeze and some drizzle? Piss off. He's a real terrible villain. Oh, then they get home. Which, yeah. So while... Holly is still beating up some police guards, so she thinks. Yeah. Stealing some money, so she thinks. But... I, have, I have a spiel about that, but we can come back to that. Oh, yeah, no, go on, give your spiel. Well, okay, so this is this is the thing I was thinking about. The artwork is different in the violence in this episode than it was the last one, because the last one had more cartooniness to it, because there was the, the panels with like the, the smashing and the effects and the colours. Now it's just straight up, Harley's just beating the fuck out of these guys like the first one she just fully breaks his leg in half um and sticks a unicorn sticker on his mouth so he can't scream <laughs> it's very tarantino-y violence it's like corn syrup and like gore and explosions and stuff um which is really interesting just as a fact of of cinema but um it's really interesting that it, it's there's kind of this theme developing of like gendered villains in not obviously there's harley's a girl but what i'm going at is that like she's doing male things to get male reward if that makes sense so all of the violence is very male and very brash and very poorly thought through because as you said so it seems she's beating up the bad guys and so it seems that she's breaking into the mint but that doesn't necessarily go to plan so every time harley does something that's super like male and brash and dumb it doesn't go well because she's trying to fit in with the men so she's using what they would do whereas when later on she uses sort of a more feminine in quotation marks way of dealing with them it goes well and she actually has an impact and has a turnaround same with ivy ivy uses her words and she has a different manner of being a villain and being evil as it were and, and it's just this thing I was sort of mulling over that I've explained really poorly in my giant scramble. Does it make any sense? Yeah, no, I like that. It's an interesting take. I hadn't really thought about it. I was just thinking that she's just so desperate to be accepted and respected that she's not really thinking about what she's doing. And it's mm-hmm. like, smash first. Think later. Think later. Well, the thing is that in the first episode, she does it where she does... Um, smashing and it goes wrong and then when she starts to think independently and use her brain and do use Joker's weapons against him which is what she does later it succeeds because she does it in a different way but yeah I don't know maybe I'm being overly critical or overly presumptuous about it but the whole plot of this is about identity and there is this sort of development of women versus men and this very strong power dynamic going on and this whole idea of um like i mean bane is a quintessential example of this bane is a big dumb dude who does punching and i mean still i heart bane but (laughs) he's the quintessential of that that like male ideology and then um yeah, I don't know. Harley has the power when she does it her way, when she tries to do it like the guys and join in with the Le- the Legion of Doom and be like them, she loses all her power. Like this. I think that's a really good take. Um, I like that. Thanks very much for sharing it. I mean, this could all be absolute nonsense because I've only seen the first two episodes, but this is what I've gleaned so far. No, I think that's a good take, though. That's 
I need to be careful what I say because I have seen all of the episodes and I don't want to give anything away. To this point, does it make sense though? To this point, I think it makes cool. really good sense. I like good. it a lot. Um, good. And right. I, that's my spiel done, so you may continue. <laughs> yeah, no, that was great. I, th- I think there's a lot of learning for Holly, like in the last episode and then in this episode, because she desperately wanted Joker to love her in the first one. And then the learning was that he does not love her. And in this one, she desperately wants to be respected by these guys and want to prove to them that she's just like them. And I guess the learning is gonna, is a process because I don't know if she learned the lesson this episode. <laughs> but I don't think she's learned it yet. But she didn't... She kind of learned it at the end of the first one. There's like kind of this sort of... C- c- conclusion. That's where I was going for. Conclusion where like... She's hanging out with Ivy and she's like, oh yeah, stupid Joker, I've left him, used my, my, my brain and all that jazz and it's gone great. And then she sort of regresses at the beginning of this episode because the Joker comes on TV and messes with her and she goes, oh, back to step one. Oh. But that's totally what it is in breakups. Oh yeah, like, absolutely. With less explosions. But you're... And less ba- baseball bats and, and smashing. less baseball bats, yeah. But there's your okay one day and you're hanging out with your friends and you're like everything's fine eating my snacks and then something happens and your ex says or does something to wind you up and then you're a wreck again for a period of time and it's kind of a back and forth process for a while while you figure out what what's going on what's going on and what you need to do to be okay um do you want to go back to kite man chat for a bit (laughs) yeah so that's the next scene yeah Definitely. Right, so they're at the house. Ivy has gone to her drawer to collect her antidote to the poison so she can save the kids before they die. And oh, she, how nice of her. Yeah, she's a real nice guy. Ivy's Ivy's great. I'm a big fan of Ivy. She's mm-hmm. she's one of my faves. <laughs> and then she goes back into her living room looking for Kite Man and she sees some clothes on the floor and like various items, zooms yeah. in on his pants. Yeah. She sighs. Yeah. And where is he, Becca? He's in her bed. But naked. Except from his mask. But his mask is still on. What the fuck is that? I know. Is that not like a nod to how guys always still have their socks on? <laughs> like that's I a mean... running joke in, in things that guys always have their socks on. Actually, there's a really good episode by Flight of the Concords where they make a song up called Business Socks. And it's because <laughs> he still has his socks on when he has sex and that means they're his business socks because it's business time. <laughs> I mean, boys are weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's nothing else we've learned today. Boys are very weird. And they don't grow out of the weird. It continues. That's a real shame for you guys. Straight women have such a hard time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> so Ivy's like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, well, we're on a date and the date's over, so let's have some sex. And she's like, this was not a date. We are not having sex. Put your clothes on. He's like, well, then why am I at your house? She's like, to save the kids you tried to kill. He's like, oh, well, okay. Well, what's really funny is he's he accuses her of using a line on him. <laughs> and I'm like, um, so I wrote in capitals, air what, double standards. That's what the fuck you've been doing all night. <laughs> you've been peddling lines to this woman all night because you want to bang her. That's all you've done. You've been like, kite man. Just <laughs> because your lines are shit and she sees through your nonsense, you're now upset because you think she pulled a line on you and you're outraged and you're embarrassed because you are a moron. 
one. There's a lot of anger in that statement, but yeah. you're really anti kite man. Yeah, I really am. I'm anti a lot of men, I think. <laughs> Apart from Bane, it would seem. Bane is the one. Um, he's just going to be so obedient, wouldn't he? Bane is the one. Bane, I heart Bane. But I'm going to make a t-shirt saying I heart Bane. But um, just like, he, um, it's just that thing that guys do, though, when like, like I got hit on at the gym the other day and like they go to talk to you and they're all like nice to you and then you want, you say, no, thank you. Why are you talking to me? Go away. And they're like, oh, fucking bitch, hate you. And you're like, what 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 is it's the same thing it's the same stupid boy logic yeah this is no good <laughs> again parents if you're listening you have to teach your boys what no means yeah she's been saying leave me alone all night and now he's like well i'm just gonna get naked because that went really well and you're like but it didn't though did it <laughs> so aside Any- anyway from, <laughs> aside from the outrage that kite man is terrible this scene's hilarious because frank the plant <laughs> is in the background laughing his head off being like so i could have said something but i just wanted to see how this would play out yeah i really thought i really hoped that frank had eaten him <laughs> when ivy turns around and just his shoes are on the floor i was like oh has frank eaten him please say it so <laughs> but frank didn't eat anybody this episode and i was quite upset about that no no he didn't eat anyone maybe he only ate those that family last time because Ivy wasn't there to feed him. For bants. Yeah, and for bants. <laughs> eating people for bants. What, what a life. <laughs> so he puts his clothes back on. They start flying back to mm. the place. And this bit really upset me. Mm-hmm. So he's apologising. She's like, just shut up. So he shuts up. He's apologising really shittily as well. It's a really shit apology. It's that creepy manipulative apology that he does. Where he's like, these are all the things about you that are great. And and then he shuts up. And then she's like, you know, when you're not talking and we're soaring over the sky like this, the majestic sky, you're actually not that bad. And I thought, no, he is that bad. He He is the most bad why what but i mean i guess if someone can make you fly then they get some points even if you don't want to give them to them i mean there's kites kites don't really fly i guess that's what makes him so special where's oh wait. <laughs> i was gonna say where's the string but i don't want to end that sentence really. we don't we don't need that joke in our lives i'm surprised it's not been made yet to be honest with you Maybe it's coming. Maybe. I'm just clearly <laughs> hilarious. Um, I mean, my note just says Kite Man as Cunt Man again. Every time he comes on screen, I just write Kite Man as Cunt Man. So, on their way back... We're going to have to put a proper warning on this one. There's a lot of swearing in this episode. Oh, yeah, we can, maybe I can preface it at the beginning. Like, By the way. Hello and welcome. There's lots of swearing. Don't, don't listen to this with your children. Don't listen to this out loud. Put some headphones on. <laughs> So then they're on their way back. Harley's beating up all of the guards. Turns out they're not really guards. They're actors. Penguin had orchestrated this whole thing so his son could feel like he was robbing them in and he made loads of fake money with his face on them, the kid's face, not Penguin's face. And they pull the screen back so the kid can go and play his I'm a bad guy game and Harley's there holding the money with all of the guards broken and bleeding on the floor and everyone's laughing, Joker especially, in the background and they're like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, they're all like, wow, look at Harley, what a fucking idiot. Which is exactly what my spiel was about, was that she does a really dumb, male, aggressive, violent, I'm gonna beat up people like the boys do manner 
and it all goes wrong. Every time she tries to do it like the boys, it goes wrong. And then when she uses her own brain and does things like she would, it goes great. So there's that. So we can talk about that in a second. So Penguins shoots her with a dart and then ties her up Mm -hmm. and then they march her in to some kind of Jewish song. What was it? Um, Hala, Hala, Hoba, I can't remember. I know. It began with a H sound. I'm, I'm learning Hebrew things, but this one escaped me. No, that's okay. Hava, she, I think it's called. She was she was in a chair. They were dancing a little bit. Penguin was like, no, she doesn't deserve the dance. The music stopped and they put her down. And then Penguin told the boy to shoot her. Yes. Well, and then there's a really awkward dick joke about him saying... like, Because Penguin hands him the umbrella and is like, you're going to be a man and nothing makes you more like a man. Then. And he goes like, touching your own umbrella. And you're like... Okay. <laughs> Good job, pubescent boy. Touching your umbrella. Very, very well done. Well done, little boy. Um, <laughs> so, oh, so, God. So his task is to shoot Harley. And he's really excited about it. He's got the umbrella. It's pointing at her. And then Harley's, Harley's real smart now. And she's like, okay, so just make sure, little Joshua, that you point the gun right in my face because you don't want to miss in front of all these people that would be really embarrassing and then he starts to shake yeah and then we get into the finger banging chat again (laughs) because obviously harley's now learned this knowledge that he's a lying little boasty boy shithead um and he's trying to be a big man in front of all the other boys so what she does is exploit this male ego and fragility to its maximum to escape from a 13 year old boy (laughs) And it works really well. She's like, so I bet you haven't even drunk any beer. I bet you haven't even banged any girls. Oh, but I heard about the girl that you were finger banging. And he's like, no, yes, no. And his parents are looking at him like, well, which is it? How, what have you been doing? Yeah, because obviously his parents are there and they're all like, oh, and then his mates are there and they're like, oh. And now it's like, oh, which person are you going to let down? And how are you, how embarrassed are you going to be? And he bottles it. Yeah, and he starts crying and he runs and hugs his mum. And his mum's like, we should have just bought him the dollhouse that he asked for. And he gets very upset that she called it a dollhouse. It was something more extravagant than that. It was an army base with uh, realistic screams, Mm. which is a bit of a weird thing to be included. But okay. (laughs) Um, But that's the whole thing again, because the the whole episode is set in this complex of becoming a man. So we're back into that gendering of activities thing. And Harley succeeds twice in this episode by using words against people because the next scene, she takes down the Joker by planting words, by planting a seed into Bane's head of words, not by actually... Because they start to fight. And obviously it's not going very well because Kite Man can't fight. And then (laughs) Ivy's great because she's just all like, whip, whip, here are my leaves, I'm going to fuck you up. And Quinn's great because she's really good at fighting, but actually what makes her win is when she says she just plants this seed in Bane's head and they all turn and go actually do you know what Joker yeah you are a prick and you are a bully and you're not very nice and that's what Quinn says she says you're a bully and you're horrible and everyone goes oh see so that was the end of my spiel I got to the end eventually yeah that (laughs) that scene was really nice so we skipped a little bit where yeah I got got really excited Uh, you you can (laughs) Ivy and Kite Man fell through the glass. Mm, mm. And uh, 
Holly broke out of her chair very dramatically. She was trying to be cool. She smashed it, but oh, she that was, was just lying on the floor. That was funny both times as well, wasn't that it? That was funny both times. <laughs> so yeah, they're all fighting. Kite Man's being useless. Bane's beating him up. Joker's just sitting there filming them all gang up on her because he's got all the other bad guys to be his lackeys. And yeah, like Becca said, I've Harley's just like, why do you listen to him? He is a dick. Yeah, because she has this sort of realisation. She's like, oh... He bullied me, he's bullying you. Why are you putting up with it? And then Bane is the one that goes, yeah, you're not very nice to me. I don't like this. And Bane brings up a couple of things that Joker did this episode to him that he didn't like. So he's like, you stole my dinner and you called me a monster and I didn't like either of those things. And Joker's like, look, I'm the Joker. I'm just joking. Ha ha ha. And then Bane tells the room that Joker didn't even want to come and they gasp, and he was like, that was what I thought too. And then Jake is very embarrassed. And then he's like, fuck this. So he goes to shoot Harley himself, and Ivy stands in front of him, and this scene's really cool, because mm-hmm. Ivy is great. And she's like, yeah, right, over my dead body. He's like, okay, female friendships, girl. Yeah, he's like, oh, female friendships. And it's like, and my note was, as opposed to, you don't have any friends. Yeah, exactly. And... Ivy is the best friend that Harley could ever have. She is very lucky that... She's she's exactly the friend she needs right now. She is exactly the friend that she needs right now. And the friend she deserves. Batman reference. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) So then, Joker's pretending to be a big man, and Ivy's like, well, I am a big woman with a big plan, and now you're surrounded. And he looks very scared. And he's still pointing the gun, but he looks really scared and the plants have teeth and he's being closed in on. Then his phone rings and he uses it as an excuse to, like, get away. It's from his contractor Mm. about his lair being rebuilt. Which, as a sidebar, I really enjoy the concept of having to get contractors to build your evil lair. And he says on the phone that it's a residential area and he's like, but it's an abandoned amusement park. It's not residential, for fuck's sake. (laughs) And I just like that like villains would have this ongoing saga with like their local council about <laughs> building their evil super lair. Yeah, right. like, I mean, I guess as a dynamic, that's hilarious. Getting planning permission is really hard. So yeah, to build for an evil lair. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> trapdoors and towers and m- dangerous weapons. It and must be, it must be tough. It must be tough, and you keep shooting your labourers. So everything just takes a little bit yeah, longer. Yeah, I mean, if you shoot all your labourers, then it's going to take forever, isn't it's gonna, it? It's going to take forever. So then he uses this as an excuse to leave because he was really scared of Ivy, but he didn't want to admit it. So now he has his out. And I really like that scene. Yeah, that was Ivy a good is a sort awesome protector. And then... Harley's finally ready to go home. Yeah, she's finally done. Um, yeah, and then we cut back to Ivy's living room. They're sat watching TV, and as a sidebar, they get um, like goodie bags from um, I can't remember her name, Mrs. Penguin, basically. Um, and uh, inside one of the goodie bags is like a bar mitzvah T-shirt with Joshua's face on it, and Ivy sat. Not Ivy. Um, Harley sat wearing it while they're watching TV. Eating their bonnets for cake. Mm-hmm. They're eating. They're eating Josh's birthday cake. They have the whole cake though. Yeah, maybe they each got a whole cake in the bag because they got their little goodie bags. Yeah, it was like it was like money bags, wasn't it? Which I really enjoyed as well. And Ivy's 
wearing a shirt that says tree hugger tree hugger (laughs) which is good as well which was good and Um, they're just chilling having a nice time it's all relax relax and then frank's like um what are we doing about these kids yeah because in all the commotion they never actually gave the 13 year old boys the antidote so i'm confused about how the boys ended up in the apartment because they were not on the kite on the way over in the first journey no i mean my 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 theory is is just that like they swarmed back to the apartment and followed her because they could probably smell her from pheromones they could probably track her in their creepy half tree half boy state and then they got as far as the house which before they took root as frank put it so then for the antidote delivery system (laughs) ivy has to kiss the boys she has to drink the antidote and then kiss them on the lips and the boys are very excited about this and she looks disgusted and this was a real highlighting moment of for me ivy not being a villain because she really didn't want to kiss them but she did it anyway because she didn't want them to die and if she was a bad guy she would have just let them die well that's the thing like they're there and like they're like halfway through becoming trees like they've they've got like tree arms by now and they're still sentient and have faces but they are basically trees and she could have just been like "Mm, we'll just leave them but then she's like sigh okay fine and then they're all creepy and what did she say you'll you'll still be sexless nerds (laughs) after this or whatever it was great and then one of the boys tries to go around again holding on to a piece of tree to try and get a second kiss and she's like just fuck off (laughs) yeah then the pair of them are just like fuck off kids and that's the end and that's the end of the episode Thank you so much for joining us on this journey. Yeah. So, Becca, two episodes in, how are you finding Harlequin? I'm really enjoying it. As you can tell, I have a lot of things to say about, about this that are hopefully correct. So, so far, does it live up to your expectations based on how much Vess and I told you that we liked watching it? Yes. This is very good. Hopefully. I, I'm enjoying it. I mean, I knew I would enjoy it anyway, but like, I am enjoying it. That's real good. It's real good. That's real good. I'm really enjoying it too for, I guess, I feel like I, this is the third time I'm watching it. So that's a good sign. I mean, third slash fourth, because we're watching every episode twice. So <laughs> Third and fourth time at the same time. Consecutively. <laughs> we did also forget the last Bane Batman reference. Oh yeah, go on. Um, so there's a, there's a cutaway scene where um, Bane is playing some sort of trivia in like a bar and it's a question about the Pittsburgh Steelers. And he gets it wrong. And he says he's going to blow up the Steelers stadium. And uh, the fun fact that we learned was that in Dark Knight Rises, the stadium that the Steelers actually play on in real life is the one they use to film him blowing up Gotham Stadium, which I really enjoyed. That's a really good fun fact. That's a good fact. little insider fact. So there were two little Dark Knight Bane references in this episode. Yeah, I'm sad they didn't put any Scarecrow references in because they had Scarecrow in the episode, but maybe they'll come later. Maybe they'll come later so thanks very much folks we hope you enjoyed that if you did please share this episode with your friends we'll follow along with us as we go no spoilers for future episodes going one by one through season one and season two and maybe by the time we finish season three will be out oh that'd be very nice that'd be really nice until next time guys see you later Thanks so much for listening to this episode. 
If you liked it, we'd love it if you went over to our Apple Podcasts and left us a five-star review. Apparently, these things are really helpful. And if you'd like to get in touch, you can find us at ladiesjerks on Instagram or email us at ladiesjerks at gmail.com. Also, we have a Twitter, which is called Ladies and Jerks. Thanks, guys. (laughs) 